Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey everyone, I have a very exciting show for you today. I have a young lady who is, has some big goals and uh, we're gonna talk about them. She's leveraging the Burr strategy in Pennsylvania. She's shooting for $4,000 a month, positive cash flow, and I look forward to hearing her story. Let's welcome Nicole to the show. How you doing, Nicole? Doing well, how are you, Michael? I'm doing very well. Thank you for agreeing to do this. You know, we hadn't met before, but I appreciate you sharing your story, so thank you for saying yes. Thank you for asking. Yeah. So why don't we introduce Nicole and what you and your husband and your two little kiddos do, where you're at, what you do, and uh, we'll go from there. So we invest, we use the Burr strategy in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and we mainly invest um, in the downtown nicer areas of the city in single family row homes right now. Okay. Um, and then we have two young kids, an almost three-year-old and a five-year-old, and we drag them along with us as well. <laughs> That's awesome. You're, you're getting them, you're getting them into real estate early. That's, that's yes. something, something I failed to do, failed miserably. So good for you. Uh, so I always have a question, right? I talk to Anna and, and April all the time who, who invest in that area. How big is Lancaster? I, I don't even know. I don't know if I even know how big it is. But I mean, is it like 50,000 people, a hundred thousand roughly? I would think something like that. That's terrible. I don't even know. Um, I love Lancaster because okay. the city yeah. is so neat. There's tons of cool restaurants wow. and um, it's really like people are really rehabbing these houses and making them so cool with the exposed brick. And, you yeah. know, it's just, it's really a neat town. And I've heard people are calling it like little Brooklyn because it has all those cool little boutiques yeah. and restaurants. Um, and then like where we live, we live in Lancaster County and you can be in the country. So I love it. it can be like in the country or in the city very quickly and easily. Oh, that's very cool. So um, when did you start investing? When did you and your husband start? So we got the idea in November of 2018. Okay. And we bought our first house in February of 2019. Awesome. And again, this would be one of those row houses in downtown Lancaster? Yes. Right. So, let's, so let's talk about it. So uh, where did you find it? Was it on the MLS or what happened? So, yes, we found it on the MLS. And actually, I found a realtor through Bigger Pockets. Okay. And um, we went to meet with her like out in a more rural area. And she didn't show up. Someone that worked for her showed up. Oh. And it ended up being this younger girl who invests in Lancaster City. And we just, we hit it off. We, you know, she had similar goals to us. And um, so she became our realtor. She ended up taking me to networking events, helping nice. us meet like private money, everything. I mean, we're very thankful for her, but she's the one that um, showed us this home on the MLS. Okay. So what, what were the kind of details and what kind of condition was it in when you, when you got started? What, what'd you take on? So, well, at first I thought it was going to just be a boring deal, but <laughs> It ended up being, it was only $58,000. Okay. It wasn't in the nicest area in the city. We have since sold the property, actually. Yep. But um, okay. there were cockroaches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was, you know, kind of a slumlord probably had owned it. And mm -hmm. 
So when we bought it, it had a property manager and we manage all our properties ourselves. but we thought we would keep him and let him get, um, like ask the tenant to leave, give her her 60 days because we weren't going to have a property in that kind of condition, yeah. you know, let's live in that kind of condition. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. So, yeah. Slumlords uh, and they're everywhere. Um, right. Not good people. So good for you. Okay. No. <laughs> no, I mean, we felt bad, but we weren't going to let someone live that way. So, so finally she left. Um, and then we rehabbed the property. I mean, just a small rehab, like $10,000 okay. rehab. Um, and then we were looking for a new tenant. And this all took a while, you know, it took a couple months to get her out. I mean, in, during all this, we probably bought a couple other houses. <laughs> um, we find you know, once she was out, then we did the rehab and even that took a while. And we spoke with section eight mm -hmm. and they said we could get $1,200 a month for this house. So we put it up for $1,200 a month, which looking back, it was too high. Mm. Um, and it was just really hard to find a tenant. The area wasn't nice. We didn't, you know, we didn't know the exact roads, yeah. you know, since then our um, criteria has tightened. Yes. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, cool. But so it just was hard to find a tenant. They weren't passing my screening and right. we finally found a tenant. And I think in a way I should, we maybe shouldn't have let them come in, but you know, you kind of get impatient after a while and sure. we had good landlord references, but it just, it wasn't a good fit. And we actually decided to sell the property because we just had heard that these properties that aren't in nice areas, you end up putting so much money into them and they can end up really eating up money. And we thought, okay, we've moved on. We've bought other houses in different areas. We're going to get rid yeah. of this while it's still like in a decent, we're in a decent position with it. And um, so there's we, so much to learn in this first story. Um, so let's talk about the exit first. So I'm guessing you sold it tenant occupied. We did. However, the tenant decided they wanted to move out. <laughs> so um, they ended up they ended up staying when the new owner bought it, but they moved out right away and they didn't pay their last month's rent. Yeah. Which it it was fine with the new owner because they didn't you know they didn't pay us. Yeah, they wanted it empty. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out like where they weren't in trouble, the new or anything cool. either. But, um, so you bought it for 58, you put 10 in, it was intended to be a cash flow rental. Uh, you learned very quickly that uh, uh, just because section eight says 1200 doesn't mean you'll get it. You take a tenant in, it's rough. You decide to sell it. Another, another landlord comes in. What did you sell it for? We ended up selling it for 74. All right. So after transaction costs, you basically broke even. Yeah, we ended up being into it, I think, for around 10000 So you lost end. 10 grand. We did. Yeah, okay. So that, that happens. But we figured it was a good learning experience. And in the process, we had gained a lot of equity in the couple other houses we built or we bought. So yeah. So let's talk about that first loss of 10K because not enough people... Um, talk about the losses. And I think the greatest lessons come from losses, right? So we talked about a couple already, right? You got to be a little more careful with area, right? Mm -hmm. That was something that was highlighted. Um, saying yes to a tenant because it's been weeks or months of vacancy is problematic, right? Um, what else? I think everything else was, was pretty good, right? You bought, oh, how did you buy? Did you buy it with cash, hard money, bank loan? 
It was the only property we bought with cash. And even you just learn lessons like how much closing costs are <laughs> yeah. and you know, like everything just adds up how long it takes for the tenant to get out. And then um, construction that costs a lot of money, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, these Burr projects, uh, you know, Brandon Turner and team at Bigger Pockets do a great job of making it look easy. Uh, but when you throw a timeline down, I mean, I mean, let's just talk about it, right? So you inherit a property, you close, you're the owner, it has a tenant. You probably wait a couple of days and you issue a 60-day notice, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know about you, but not all of my tenants leave after 60 days. Did, did yours leave after 60 days? We've been lucky so far. Okay, all right. Well, that's good. So they left after 60 days. It's now vacant. Now you've got to go through, you got to bring contractors in, you got to get bids, you got to do this. Uh, you know, they say two weeks, it takes four. They say four weeks, it takes six. Yes. Now it's done. Oh, by the way, the property has been vacant. You could have break-ins. I don't know if you suffered any break-ins. I've seen break-ins happen in vacant properties before. Uh, and then you put a tenant in because, you know, it's been empty and you're showing and not meeting tenant and no, you can't say yes to anybody and okay, we'll take you, right? And there, there's just a lot in that, right? There is. And our main lesson was location. Awesome. So let's because talk about we, that. We want to target, and what we're doing now is we really target tenants like we were like six, seven, eight, ten years ago, okay. you know, um, young professionals that maybe their next step would be buying a house. Um, okay. That's who we've been targeting now, and that's the areas of the city we're buying in, and it's it's just so nice. They come into the houses. They love how the house looks. They care about their credit score. Yeah. You know, they've never made late payments before. Yeah. I mean, it's just a totally different ballgame. The location changes everything. Uh, and you're so right. I mean, going from what I, I don't know for sure, but sounds like C-class housing, the first attempt, um, right? It's just, it just the area, the condition, it just attracts C-class tenants. And if you go upscale and you go to a B, um, you know, it tracks a different set of tenants, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, geographically speaking, like that first house you bought driving now, not, not the way the bird flies, but driving from the first house you bought to maybe your last couple of purchases, how far geographically are they? Is it like a mile? Is it like two miles or what are we talking? Maybe a mile. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, that's what I want people to hear. You don't have to go very far, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know, sometimes it's a half a mile, right? You just cross this bridge or you cross this interstate and it just changes. It's so crazy. It's like a road over from, there's one main street called King Street and that kind of is a change from like nice to not as nice. And even some of the areas below it are nicer, but there's just a few streets, you yeah. know, it's all different. <laughs> and that's, and, and folks, if you're an out-of-state investor, that's the stuff that you won't know. Right. I, so many people are doing Burr today because they think it's easy. It's a chance to recycle capital. But let's just be real. Right. You can get a I don't know if I want to call it dishonest, but, you know, somebody who's taken the best picture of the of the stuff on the other side of the tracks and making it look like this side of the tracks. And you're like doing your ARVs and going, oh, of course, this ARV makes sense. It's, it's only it's only three blocks away. Yeah, I can use that. Well, no, you can't because you just passed. What was it? King? What was the road? Yeah. King street. <laughs> King street. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. If you're, if you're living in, you know, Mountain View, California, you're not going to know that King street is the dividing line and your ARVs will be vastly different. Right? Yes. And even the roads, some are one way roads with barely any parking, you know, it's oh, just yeah. all, 
all you, different. You can't tell that from a picture, right? Picture, no. picture doesn't show those subtle changes. So be careful, learn your market, learn your market. Uh, I'm curious, what, have you noticed a rent difference? Like you, you thought you'd get 1200. It sounds like that was a struggle. What are you getting today with the young professionals? So right now, like a three bedroom, one and a half bath, we ha we just rented for 1400. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a feeling we were maybe even a little low <laughs> once people started coming in and talking to us, but that's okay. We have great tenants. Um, and then right now we're rehabbing a two bedroom one bath and we're going to do that for at least 1400 just the location right. it's in is so nice just spot on right yeah. yeah very very cool well let's step back to the beginning because i know an important start of everybody's journey is your why right why why did you and your husband with two little kiddos go let's do this crazy thing called real estate and specifically burr what 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 attracted you to it why did you why did you sign up for this crazy life so my husband had always wanted to do something for ourselves. And, you know, I, I just was always like, oh, okay, okay. And one night, finally, I was like, all right, like he wants us, let, let's think about it. So I got a pad of paper and we wrote down, I read, you guys kind of did this too. Like we wrote down like what kind of thing we could make or sell or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it just seemed, I don't know, not possible. It didn't, yeah. I didn't have any like idea that I was like in love with or I don't know. Um, so my brother and his wife invest in rental, um, like rental homes yep. in North Carolina on a lake. Okay. And we always loved that, but it was just a high barrier of entry for us. And it's not near where we live. And, you know, Adam, my husband had mentioned long-term rentals, but I don't, it seemed like maybe it'd be very slow. I didn't really know much about it, right? You don't sure. know what you don't know. Right. So I looked up a book and I ended up getting like how to invest in real estate, the bigger pockets book. Yeah. I read the book. I went to Adam and I said, this is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find a realtor. We're buying houses because I didn't know you didn't have to have tons of money. You know, you don't have to have 20% down for every property and mm -hmm. you know, you, you should have, you know, reserves and everything, sure. but you don't have to be rich to invest in real estate. Yeah, that's that was again eye-opening for me, right? I remember in the beginning, it's like, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not rich or I'm not a millionaire, I I can't do that. But it, you really don't have to be, right? If you learn your market, you find a good deal, uh, the money the money could be, be had, whether it's cash, a bank loan, hard money loan. There's there's lots of ways to go and, and do that. Um, so let's talk about one of your most recent purchases. So we talked about a loser losing ten grand. Uh, but it sounds like you've done some pretty nice transactions since there. What, is there one that kind of stands out as like, yes, we did it. So the one that we just finished, we're still into the property for $10,000. It's a burr. We're into sure. it for $10,000. So you left 10 but, grand in it. Okay. Yes. We left 10 grand in the deal. Um, so we bought the property actually off of Craigslist. Oh, okay. Um, for 92,000. Okay. There was a tenant, so we, you know, we gave the tenant here. You only have to do thirty days, and he wanted to leave anyway, so okay. we gave him thirty days. He left, um, and this was our first big rehab, and we decided to take it on ourselves. Wow! Okay. <laughs> so wow! Brave. My husband did a lot of the work. We subcontracted people, and we just we finally completed it a few months ago. So it was a long, it was like an eight month process. So, um, but we refinanced it, it um, appraised for 175. Nice. 
So we ended up pulling everything out but 10,000, which is basically the closing costs, you know, to buy it and then to refinance it. Sure. Um, and it rents for 1400 and we just have really nice tenants in there and we, nice. we made the house look great and we're just, it was just so nice. We really don't want to take on that much work ourselves yeah. again, but it's nice to understand what goes into these houses, Yeah. how to work with contractors it was like a huge lesson. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's talk about that because there's a lot in that as well. So when you did the refinance, would you, what equity did you leave in? 25%, 30%? 20%. Okay, 20%. Okay, very cool. Mm -hmm. And then what do you expect your cash flow to be? Our uh, cash flow is $330 a month. Right. So let's just round to 300. That's great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, wow. So you must have, so A, eight month hold period, that eight months of empty, that, that hurts a little. Yeah, I mean, that's our $10,000 that's still in it right there. Exactly. You know? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm going eight times 14. That's, yeah, that's, that's 12 something. So, um, yeah. okay. So that's cool. Um, yeah, again, your lessons learned. See, this is, I love what you and, uh, you and Adam are doing, Nicole, you're taking action moving forward and you know, you're not afraid to, I don't really want to call it a mistake, but make an error or learn from it. Right. Would you do that again? Probably not. Right. Eight month hold. That's, that's expensive, yeah. especially if you have hard money. Um, also yeah. your time is worth something, right? I, Adam, what does Adam do during the day? He's a director of marketing. So he works full time. So yeah. he had to go on the weekends and yeah. kids weren't thrilled. And <laughs> you mean they don't like painting houses? I mean, come on. <laughs> no, they would get kind of bored. <laughs> they liked the iPad time. But... Yeah, that's right. Screen time, right? Screen time. Yes. yes. Right. And then Nicole, are you a stay-at-home mom or do you work as well? I'm a pharmaceutical rep. And oh, there you go. This is part of my why also. So I have a great... Um, a great gig, I guess. So my mom works with me slash for me and she works two days a week and I work two days a week. And then ah, the other one is home with the kids and I just don't ever want to be away from my kids. That's awesome. That's a great so, why. Yeah. That's, so well, that I, is the most important job. Let's not, let's just, I always say that when I get the opportunity, being a mom, or let's just say raising your kids because a dad could do it as well. Raising your kids is, is the most important job out there. So, uh, it's so I like awesome. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so where do you guys sit today, right? Your journey, your goal is $4,000 um, positive cash flow. You you're at least 300. Wh where are you at total today, roughly? So our total cash flow right now is 1100 and nice. we're currently working on a house that as soon as we're done with it, which should hopefully be like another month or two, um, that that'll be $300 also. So, so then we'll 14. be at 14. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so with this burring, we seem to be able to get $300 cash flow. So we figured out it's another 8.6 houses. <laughs> 8.6 houses. I love it. Let me know when you find a 0.6 house because that, that, that'll be really interesting. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so have you noticed the market change at all? I'm curious because you've been doing this roughly two years. Um, I've seen a lot of change in my market, but I'm curious if you've only looked at it the last two years, has it changed? Is inventory down or prices up? What, what's happened in Lancaster in two years? The market is so hot. Like even our ARV for that house I was telling you about, we thought it'd be 165. Oh. It was 175. I bet if we sold it, it would sell for 185. I yeah. Mean, appraisals are always low. Yeah. You might even get 199. I mean, it's I know. crazy, I'm right? 
the market's so hot. And even the other day I went to see a house through a wholesaler. Sure. Bad, but there were just so many people. I didn't even want to bid on it because I thought if I win, I'm going to think, Ooh, I overpaid. <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is, it is so weird. So, so one thing I always, if I have the opportunity I share with folks is I've been doing this 20 years in my market and this is the most crazy market I've ever seen this last four months, really since like mid April to like the end of September. I've never seen it like this. There's no supply. It's just weird. So um, I don't anticipate that lasting forever, but it could last till next April. So I guess what I'm saying is don't get discouraged if you're not finding that 8.6 houses as fast. Don't overpay. Don't go skinny because some, some people get in your situation just like with your first renter, right? It's been three months. It's been four months. It's been five months since you've done a deal. Don't do a skinny deal that says, oh, honey, we're not going to do 300 on this one. We'll do 150. Mm-hmm. That, that could blow, blow you up long term. So I just want to encourage you not to overpay, I guess. Yes, there's power in no. Yes, thank you. Oh, I like that. There's power in no. I might that might be part of your title for your video. Power <laughs> in no. Oh, I like that. All right, Nicole. What what advice do you have? Because uh, I'm going to call you an experienced Burr, uh, you know, investor now. If you have somebody else um, out there that's uh, you know going to bigger pockets or YouTube University, what are some things you'd you'd want to tell them? Right. If if it was you, you know, reading Brandon's book. I don't know, two years ago, what, what would you, what would you have wanted to hear? I would say that anybody can do it. All you have to do is take action. If you want something bad enough, you're going to do it. Focus on the location and think about the kind of tenant you want and go from there. Oh, I love that. Like I know the kind of tenant I want, wants central air conditioning. Yep. You know, I mean, think about the kind of tenant you want there's different areas for everyone and people can handle different things. Yeah. I love that advice. Anyone can do it. Action, location, tenant. That's awesome. Uh, and it sounds like you self-manage, I'm guessing. We do. Yeah. How's that? It. Really? It's oh my true. God. Did you just say you love managing tenants? I, we I, think, I think there's nice- something wrong with you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> I read the book on um, property management by Brandon Turner and his wife. Yeah. And honestly, I took notes. I made a whole binder and I just follow the rules and you have to treat everyone the same. It's the law. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and I really like, even before a tenant comes to see the house, they have to answer questions. I'm really, and I'm kind of a stickler. Like if someone emails me and they don't say like, oh, thank you. Or if they don't sound kind. I won't get back to them when it comes to <laughs> the house because yeah. they're putting on their best foot then. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Foot forward and, yeah. yeah. Well, Brandon Turner, if you ever watch this, you are helping people, buddy. Um, yeah, so good, good on you. He lives in Hawaii now, that guy. Good for him. I know, but I love your podcast. I love hearing about the economy. Um, it's just something I, I don't know that much about. And I've listened oh, on you. other shows and sometimes they make it so boring or so <laughs> understand. I, I just love hearing what you have to say about it. I think it's so great for everyone to understand oh, what's you. going on with real estate. And yeah, I, I, uh, the, the beauty of what I do is I've been doing it for 20 years. I just now take notes and share my opinion. And 
I, uh, I don't edit. I do it all live. I don't, I don't, cause if it was not fun for me, I wouldn't do it. It's yeah. like, I don't need, I don't need the money. Right. So, uh, but if I can give back and help, so I, I'm glad somebody's watching. So thank you very much, Nicole. That was very it's nice. so helpful. It's very helpful. And I loved your book. It, it taught me like to just be patient and celebrate what's going on because you yes. know, you see that 4,000 goal and you want it now. Yeah. Just keep, yeah. I, that was a huge, a huge mistake. I didn't even know I made is I didn't celebrate the small wins. It would have just made the journey more fun and I would have more good memories. Cause right now all I remember is the bad days. I wish I could remember some of the good days. So uh, I'm glad you picked up on that. Um, any other closing thoughts or anything you want to kind of share with the audience out there? Just, I just think real estate is great. I think it's a great way to get financial freedom and yeah. to be able to follow your dreams and anyone can do it. Yeah. Actually, I want to talk about one more topic because I love the 4,000 goal. It's specific. Um, yeah. Did you and your husband sit down and, and have a real heart to heart? Like, honey, what's the minimum we need? Or where did the 4,000 come from? So we did actually, we took all of our bills and then groceries, because we spend a lot in groceries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're going to so be that, spending more as the kids get older, just so you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Costco. <laughs> but <laughs> so that was 4000 And we're working on um, like paying off, like his car's paid off mine. It was two more payments. Yay. Um, <laughs> so that will lower the 4000 or will it always be 4000 It'll lower the 4,000, but I want the goal to be 4,000. Yeah, it should be 4,000. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. So that's our first goal. And then after that, we're going to have like 7,500 because I think that would really uh, do like almost everything. Then we need to account for, I guess, insurance for our family if we ever decided we weren't going to work. Or, yeah. But <laughs> Okay, so let's talk. So 4,000 is not your freedom number. It's not, we're done. No. It's just, okay. Got it. So 4,000 is the first step. 7,500 is the next step. Yes, you will need insurance. Oh, by the way, it's my most expensive thing every month. I did not yeah. expect that. It's like two grand. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, so, so your freedom number might be more like 10 grand. Yes. But I, so for 4,000, what I was thinking too, like if one of us lost our jobs, right. we would be fine. Yeah. Like we wouldn't have to worry. I think that's it great. Would, yeah. I know. think 4,000 is a wonderful goal. I think too many people put, you know, a hundred units, a thousand units, just some stupid arbitrary number that sounds cool on social media. No, mm -hmm. as you and your husband did, you and Adam did, you sat down, you threw your bills on the table and said, where are we? And I love the goal of 4,000. I love that you broke it down to 8.6 houses because you can just, you can just tick them off. So I, I, I think uh, Nicole, you and Adam are doing some amazing things. And uh, do you, do you have a time frame? You think you'll be there in three years ish? We want to be there. I said too last night, Adam said by the end of next year. So, whoa, I like it. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you on Instagram. Do you, do you want to share with everybody what your Instagram handle is? Sure. It's flip and hold family. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really fun, fun to watch. You guys are putting out videos. I love, I love the row houses. We don't have those in California. Those, okay. those just all, yeah, like you said, Brooklyn, right? It's very Brooklyn like. So, yes. very, very cool. Um, I just started Instagram, so I'm not great with it, but um, it's cool. I got to meet you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There you go. All right, Nicole, I want to wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much for doing this. It will truly help people. Uh, you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. All right.